0: Welcome to Crummer Connections podcast series. I'm your host, JB Adams. In this series, I'm talking with Crummer alumni and inviting them to share their accomplishments, challenges, and best business advice. Today's show is brought to you by the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. Consistently ranked as the number one MBA in the state of Florida, the Crummer School offers a variety of educational programs to prepare you to become a global, responsible business leader. The Crummer Graduate School of Business experience excellence. Today's guest is Tadar Muhammad. He graduated from Crummer with his MBA in 2017 and walked in 2018. He has had an 18-year relationship working for Home Builders Institute, also known as HBI, where he currently serves as the Senior Vice President of Workforce Development. Welcome, Tadar. Thank you. Thank you so much. Great to have you here on the show. In a moment, we're going to talk about HBI and what you do with them, but I would like to start with some context because you graduated just a couple of years ago. But students, alumni, faculty—they continue to see you because you have a relationship with the school in a number of ways. Tell us about that relationship.
1: Sure, I you know I always believe in giving back, and you know graduating from Crummer has given me the opportunity to continue to work. I work uh, in many capacities, whether it is participating. In preview Saturday and coming back and talking to prospective students, I, I often will be asked to, to to mentor. So I often will be a part of the mentoring program. Uh, most recently, I'm working with a as a consulting project with another uh, individual, you know, and helping him to uh, work the relationship between Crummer as well as the AAU.
0: Yeah, it's always great to give back, and Crummer uh, welcomes that. Let's talk about. HBI and what you do there. Home Builders Institute. Um, When was Home Builders Institute founded?
1: Uh, It has been over 52 years, actually. And the mission? The mission is to change lives every day by educating, inspiring, and preparing individuals for careers in the building industry. That's what we do every day. And where are the headquarters? Washington, D.C.
0: Okay, but they let you stay here in Central Florida Um, as the Senior VP of Workforce Development. Now, I'm very intrigued by that title uh, because you don't see a lot of Senior VPs of Workforce Development. What does that mean for your role? What are you doing day to day?
1: Yes, so day to day, I oversee the operations and execution of contracts uh, that we have across the country that are specific to various populations. Those populations include individuals that are transitioning out of the military, veterans, justice-involved youth, adults, secondary and post-secondary schools, and then community programs, programs that are just in the community uh, that have taken in students every day. And workforce, to be very honest, really is, is, the, is the overall arching issue of what we do, is to help them prepare uh, through a and be a better workforce overall, particularly in the building industry.
0: You've, you've been with this organization for 18 years. We are gonna talk about all the roles that you have had, but I want you to tell us what you love about being the senior VP of workforce development? What gets you going?
1: Oh, it's the ability every day to be able to wake up and know that you're changing someone's life, that someone is coming to your program and they are learning a skill that they can use for the rest of their life. And not only that, you have the staff that are often eager to support the same thing. They want nothing more but to see these individuals get a job, and be able to self-sustain themselves in the future. To me, that is what I love about my job. It changes every day. It's not the same. There's new challenges every single day that helps me to to not focus on one thing, but to continue to work to improve uh, the lives of others. I mean, our our slogan basically is building careers and changing lives, and I think that's what we do. So that in and of itself is everything for me. Uh, because I believe that to be true in my personal life, but I also believe that in my work every day.
0: Terrific. In a moment, we will hear more about Tadar's backstory. So we have some fast facts, Tadar. Uh, first of all, where were you born?
1: Chicago, Illinois.
0: Oh, wow. What what neighborhood? Southside. Where were you raised?
1: I was raised in Orlando. Uh,
0: what generation do you consider yourself to be a part of?
1: I consider myself to be a... Uh, Shoot, I forgot the name of it, J.B. Do you want some help? Yeah. Baby Boomer? No, that's not it. Gen X? X. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Gen (laughs) X for sure.
0: So let's go back to the very beginning. Um, You had your parents. You had a step-parent. And I just am curious, what kind of business examples were you exposed to as a young person?
1: Absolutely. My mom was Ponderosa. My mom was a manager for Ponderosa. And so she had, and that's, you know, she did a lot of cooking on the side, but that was her job was Ponderosa. My dad uh, in the very, was always an entrepreneur. He was constantly had three, four different jobs at every moment. You can guarantee that he was working in various jobs, but a lot of it was in journalism. You know, he was a photographer. Uh, and so a lot of his was was a lot of gigs all the time.
0: And, and what did you learn from observing that uh, and your approach to work? It, well,
1: it was very clearly that my parents went to work every day. Um, my stepfather was a police officer as well. And so all I knew was that work ethic. You, you got up every day to make sure that you took care of your family. You go to work. You provide the very best you can, mm-hmm. and that having a job means that you are always able to be sufficient or self-sufficient in that regard. My mother sacrificed everything, everything to for her children. That's how I ended up in Florida to begin with, is that she said my whole family was in Illinois, and she sacrificed and said, I want better for my children. I'm going to move them away from the south side of Chicago, and I'm going to move mm-hmm. them to Orlando. So that sacrifice is, is what I hold dear every single day.
0: Good for her. Good for her. Uh, I love stories like that. Um, we're going to shift a little bit to your early responsibilities um, as a teenager. So, you and I have something in common. We and do. that is, yeah, well, we have many things in common, but one of the things that we have in common is we both had jobs at Disney as young people at Walt Disney World in Orlando, and we also both got fired from Disney. And I say it with pride I do too. Uh, because my philosophy is, if you're wrong fit for a role and then you get fired because of it, that person just did you a favor because it lets you go out and figure out where do I belong? And so I wanna hear your take on that.
1: It's absolutely the same. So I feel as though that Disney did exactly what they were supposed to do. Disney said, this: these are the rules. This is the policy behind the rule. If you don't come to work and you don't follow the attendance rule that you were given, you're going to be fired. And I didn't follow that rule. I, 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 they give you significant opportunities to do better. I just didn't. I was, you know, I was 16 years old. I didn't, I was a kid. So, you know, you're not going to fire me. This isn't going to happen. Oh, but when you cross that threshold of, of, 10 absences, I think, at the time, you lost your job. And that prepared me to say, okay, got it. You, you cannot, you know, if those are the rules and those are the expectations, if you want to maintain that job and do the very best you can, come to work. I was a great employee. I did great every day. I didn't have anything other than attendance issues. But that was the one thing that took that job for me.
0: Well, and, and getting fired is humbling. No doubt about it. Yeah. And so after that, uh, I didn't want to get fired again. Um, so what I want to acknowledge again as the next step, once you have done a number of jobs that don't work out, you really get fine tuned on finding the job that does work out. So let's talk about your early career days. Um, what What was the time where you knew like, this is where it's starting to click. This is where I belong.
1: Absolutely. I had... Taking a job in Maryland, I had no idea about working with kids, but I had friends that uh, one of my best friends that he had gotten a job at working as a youth counselor. And essentially he said, oh, you should come up and try this line of work. I said, I don't know. I'm a kid. I was, I was young. I'm 21. What do you mean? Come and work with other kids that are like 18, 19. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that, but I, I absolutely loved it. I enjoyed the ability to give someone else life lessons that are mistakes that I had made and to help them not to make those same mistakes, number one. And then number two, to motivate and inspire them to be better. Man, that you're paying me. I used to tell people, you're, you're paying me to do what I enjoy doing every single day. So that's that that opened my eyes to opportunities. And frankly, I've done that line of work ever since.
0: Now, you may have already said this, but I'm just going to ask for the summary. What's the takeaway or your advice to a young person that's trying to figure out where they fit in in a career?
1: So in this case, I I didn't know what I was going to do. And so moving from Florida to Maryland, you had no money, you had no idea of what you were going to do, what job was really going to entail. So to me, the takeaway for sure was to sometime when you can take that risk, take that risk and and recognize opportunities that might be before you that you may not have otherwise saw yourself, but take that risk because you never know. It may be everything that you wanted it to be, but if you don't take that risk, you're never going to know that it wasn't.
0: Yeah. It- Everyone's gotta figure that out at some point in in their lives and in their careers. Let's talk about one more quick one. Uh, The next big transition in your career is the decision to join Home Builders Institute. Uh, Tell us about that transition and why this was the right move for you.
1: So I was working, as I told you, as a youth counselor and I had worked my way up pretty well as a manager managing uh, facilities and environments Um, But what was missing for me was the ability to give people, young people, something tangible. And so what's tangible, you know, I told you that I would inspire them, I would help them, I would give them advice, mentor, I would do all of that. But none of that was tangible. Uh, So what HBI gave me was tangible. Tangible was, I'm not just gonna help you, I'm not just gonna inspire you, I'm gonna help you get a job that will change your life too. I will give you the skills and the the soft skills to be able to help you make that difference in a person's life. And for me, that was what was the game changer about HBI was it's not just you know me talking, it's tangible, it's real. You got a job, you got a paycheck, you can take care of yourself. Now you can go on and do whatever it is that you want to do in your life. Being able to share those experiences that I had uh, with others and and, being able to make a difference, I feel like I still do it like I was day one, uh, is the takeaway from being with HBI, for sure.
0: It's always great to see someone who was young, got fired, struggling, tried to figure out, and then when you find it, then it's sort of like the whole world opens up to you. So thanks for sharing that, Tadar. When we come back in our next segment, we're going to uh, hear about Tadar's Crummer experience. Stay tuned. We are back with Tadar Muhammad of HBI, and it's time to talk about Tadar's Cromer experience. So Tadar, give us a little background on where you were at in your career when you decided, hey, I need to go back to school. What, what went into that process?
1: Absolutely. It, it actually started with a conversation with the CEO. And the CEO uh, and I were talking about ways that we could enhance my professional development opportunities. and. And so it came up in a conversation and I I was like, man, I don't wanna go back to school. Uh, and I, but he was adamant that I, he wanted me to go back to school. Uh, well, he was adamant that I needed an executive type leadership course. And so I worked with the HR department and said, I don't want just an, a, you know, to go to an executive course and that's it. I wanted to be face-to-face with someone. I wanted to be among other leaders And so that was like a decision that I really, really wanted to make that I just didn't want a course. Uh, I wanted to actually have something that I could use. Now, given, I told you my background was giving to others and helping others. So clearly for me, it was, what can I get that I could give to someone else? And so that's what it was for me, was the MBA experience was, what could I get that I could translate into helping not only myself, But who else could I help within the organization? Who could I help within my community? What could I do? How could I use that as as an advantage? So uh, that's where it started um, for me. And that's when I started to research other schools and look around. And that's where it all began. What
0: we're going to do now uh, is we're going to shift a little bit to what actually happened after you became a Crummer student. And we're going to do that by playing Crummer Insider free association. So, Tadar, I'm going to read you a list of prompts for each one. I'm going to invite you to say the first thing that comes into your head. Most of these are easy. Some of them will be your opinion. Are you ready to play?
1: Oh, yeah. I love games. This is cool. Good.
0: All right. Tadar, I, start, I started I my Crummer education in the year... 2016. I finished classes and graduated in the year... Oh, wait, for you, it's different. I finished classes in what year?
1: I finished 17, 2017.
0: And graduated in the year?
1: 2018.
0: There we go. My cohort name and number was?
1: EMBA 37.
0: And there were this many students in my cohort? 22 to start? (laughs) Yes. Uh, My cohort was known for being... Vocal. Good. I'll take it. For our international study, we went to?
1: Tallinn and uh, Finland, or Estonian Finland, I guess.
0: Okay. Estonia and Finland. And the thing that made the greatest impression on me during our trip was?
1: Uh, Just, I mean, the, the whole thing was made an impression on me because I'd never been out of the country. So I would say just looking at culture and learning about International business was was everything for me.
0: Terrific. My favorite course was?
1: Ooh, uh, strategic leadership.
0: Okay. I think we're going to come back to that one. And my favorite professor was? Dr. Yoho. Uh, thanks for indulging in the free association. Uh, Let's wrap this one up by just asking, what advice would you give to a current student who's, studying now, uh, uh, what, what would help them get through this
1: experience? Definitely. I would say that to stay the course. Uh, oftentimes, you know, you would think back and say, oh my gosh, I would say, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't, this isn't working. You know, I, I should know this. Why don't I know it? I'm a leader. I'm a business, you know, I'm, I'm doing it, but stay the course. You know, I, I can remember a mentor that had former grad, formerly graduated from Crummer said to me, whatever you do, keep looking ahead. Don't look back. Just look ahead. Don't spend your time trying to figure out what you didn't do. Stay focused, stay ahead, look forward. And that would be the advice I would give any student that's in the thick of it today.
0: Thanks for that. Uh, Good advice for anyone who's trying to further their career while going to school at the same time. It's only been two years but some significant things have happened since you graduated in your career. And and what we really want to hear is how did some of the things that you learned at Crummer apply to the things that have happened in your career since?
1: I would say that one of the classes, of course, in your courses that we took was around strategic leadership. And it was sort of that, that capstone, that class that you say, okay, how am I going to apply this? And so that particular class was, with Dr. Lawfrey, and, and one of the things that we had to do was create a strategic plan for something. And so I chose my own organization as a strategic plan. And I said, what a great opportunity, you know, our, our we were in the midst of changing some things strategically, you know, I know that our CEO was about to retire. So there were things in the works. And so took that opportunity to say, wow, what a better time to create this strategic plan. And so one of the things that we, I did as a part of that was to identify, you had to identify some key issues and some recommendations. One of the things I recommended, and this was really towards to this was war, the end of 2016, I believe. Yeah, okay. And uh, the, was to create a department that focused on expanding products and services within the organization that utilized technology and online offerings. And it's interesting. So I, I presented this to the CEO at the time and I didn't get much feedback. I presented it to the new CEO and he, he listened to me. He said, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, turns out today, we just, that, that same thing, uh, we launched a learning management system in April of this year, uh, created a new department about six months ago, uh, all focused around technology and doing better with technology for uh, online offerings that we're going to expand and continue to grow. So that was the epiphany for me was, I thought of this four years ago, and here we are now where it's coming to life. So that tells you something about, you know, either I was ahead of the schedule for Crummer or, Mm -hmm. or I was right on target for where I needed to be in terms of a job.
0: Well, it, what it says to me is the plan had value in it and it was worth waiting for um, because anything that is going to work, people are going to latch on to it and they're they're going to notice it. So uh, what I find interesting is that you worked on it for a class, but it wasn't just for a grade. It actually made a difference in the real world. Well, we're going to bring it into the home stretch here with just a few more questions. So I want to start with this one a little bit introspective. How do you think you're different? as a result of the Cromer experience?
1: Definitely 100% a more well-rounded leader. There is, and strictly from a business perspective, it has given me so much more uh, tools in the tool belt uh, for me to be able to use as a business leader and not just thinking um, about what happens in the world or in the United States, but more about what that impact could be globally. Mm -hmm. never would have thought in a global perspective. And it's made me much more uh, eager to indulge in entrepreneurship, managing businesses, looking at different opportunities in a way that I never would have done prior to uh, Crummer.
0: Tadar, you've given us some great advice today, and I know members of our audience are going to want to get in touch with you. Um, How can we contact
1: you? The best way to contact me is through email. Uh, and and that is is absolutely uh, my best contact moving forward.
0: All right. Uh, final question. Think back to that time when you were applying, and uh, what advice would you give to a prospective student who's considering an MBA?
1: Crummer will give you the courage to explore what you're passionate about. That if you have a desire or a passion. And, and you want to, to, to move forward with that, that there is no doubt about it that Crummer will give you that courage. And courage is a very important thing today. And hopefully uh, as prospective students look at that and they may be doubting themselves, Crummer will give you the courage to be who you wanna be. I couldn't agree more.
0: And uh, Tadar Muhammad, thanks so much for giving us your time today. Uh, really love spending time with you and learning about your story.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be here.
0: Today's show is brought to you by the Crummer Graduate School of Business at Rollins College. Now is a great time to consider enhancing your career success by pursuing an advanced degree in business. And the Crummer School offers a variety of educational programs to help you become a global responsible business leader. To learn more about the programs and begin the application process, go to crummer.rollins.edu. The Crummer Graduate School of Business, experience excellence. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again soon with another episode. Crummer Connection podcast series is a production of Victor Media Group. It's the mission of Victor Media Group to make the world a better place by making ourselves better people. If you like this show, follow us at Victor Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today's show was created and hosted by J.B. Adams, executive produced by Gerard Mitchell, with production by Jeremy Harmson and production assistance by Gerardo Abreu. Our gratitude goes out to Mike Brown and Loveland Finley in alumni relations for their gracious help and support. Until next time, be at Lux.